0: Shalom, I'm Dr. Jonas and Arya, and this is Kabbalah Pod. The pine cone is this fascinating component within the ecosystem that just is very illuminating to how God created the universe with such four thoughts and detail. If you think about it, the pine cone, so a pine tree, right? It drops a pine cone, and a pine cone cannot naturally just germinate and grow into a tree. It actually requires a fire to burn away its outer components so that the seed is ready and ripe to go into the ground and grow. Furthermore, the pine cone, the the seed that's in it, it, or the seeds that are in it, there's no space for them to grow because where it falls there's already trees. And so it needs a forest fire to go and clear all the overgrowth or all the dead growth to make space for it. And that is, it's so amazing to consider that Hashem designed this component where we need both water and fire. Water is needed to make the forest grow and fire is needed to clear away that which is obsolete that which is dead that which is too much that which is just a burden to making the forest thrive as a whole that which is holding it back and repressing it in a way and humanity we've had our own way of interfering with this natural ecosystem which is what causes these massive forest fires forest fires that are so destructive and then we go and live in areas that need this natural system and so that's part of the problem. But that aside, it's fascinating that for a forest to truly thrive, to truly produce the fruit that God intends for it to produce, needs both water and fire. It needs both life and death. It needs kindness and judgment. It needs nutrition and purification. And the same too for ourselves. We need both water and fire within our souls. How is this? We learn in the Tanya that the water connects with the mind. and The fire connects with the heart. Our heart, our emotions are fiery and they, they give us passion and Fuel. And our minds have this water that nurtures and quenches the fire and tempers it. Between the two, we can live within a certain type of balance. Because we need to live in a guidance by the water, not by the fire. The fire overwhelms everything is destroyed. If the water overwhelms everything is flooded too, and that's a problem and disaster of its own. But when you're coming to a conversation of the mind versus the heart, the mind is to lead the heart. And never is the heart to lead the mind. We're not supposed to get caught up in passionate throes. That makes us no different than the animals. We're supposed to be guided and logical and going through our thought process. And that's because Hashem gives us uh, two components to our goof. We have our divine soul and our animal soul. And we have this balance that we need to tether between the two, the animal soul the, it clings on to its Kripa Noga, it clings on to this necessity to be passionate and guided by urges and instincts. But then that holiness shaman, that spark of divine light within you, says, no, God made me to be more than an animal. God made me to be a light of divinity into this world and to achieve higher things than pure eating, sleeping, and defecating. There's more to life than just the physical nature. There's a spiritual component in a relationship that we can have if we but choose to pursue it. And that there is the catch. You must choose to pursue it. You need to have both the fire and water. Now, it would seem one could argue that, well, maybe we should just be guided only by the mind, only by the water. And Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in his wisdom, he gives us a historical event to tell us, no, that's not going to work out. And it's called the Mubble. We had the flood. And the flood shows us what happens if there's only Chesed. But that doesn't make sense. Would the flood occur in such a way that that is an expression of too much kindness and not enough judgment? Why why would would the world be destroyed via kindness? And because a lot of people like to read the text and say, oh, you know, God is Disgusted, and he needed to clear the. He needed to clear it all out. But so if he wanted to clear out humanity for its sin, he would have burned us out. So, what is this concept of the flood? He wants Hashem wants to use one, what's already in nature, but two. Why use water over fire? Well, it's because of the concept of kindness. Uh, Hashem acts and operates within his sephirus that he has created for us to understand and comprehend. And so this attribute of kindness that's associated with water teaches us a lesson within the Torah, which is that it was a kindness to humanity to give us that chance to start over. Because the world had gotten to such a point where even animals were behaving inappropriately. And that had to be cleaned up. That's how bad the human race had gotten at that time. It was even down below the 50th level. And so... It was worse than the time of Egypt and it's been worse at no point in human history has it been so bad. That is the mark of how bad it can get to the point where the entire natural world becomes perverted and destroyed as a result of man's perversions. And so it was a kindness that God gave man and God gave the world to give it a chance to start over and give it a chance to build off of Kedusha. And also uh, There was a kindness in that if if Hashem had not intervened, the world would have destroyed itself and humanity would have destroyed itself. Whether or not we're on the brink of doing that today is a different conversation and not one really related to this podcast. That may be a personal import, but not related to this podcast. But the point being is that we learn through the Mabo, through the flood, that too much kindness will be bad. Too much water will be bad. Ruling only with your mind will be bad. Because you have the three garments of the soul. You have your your thoughts, your speech, and your action. And your emotions, that fire, is what Hashem uses to drive you to do teshuva. Or to drive you to participate in this world. Because if we're purely spiritual beings with no connection to the physical, it'd be easy to... Just forget to take care of the physical body, or to ignore the world around us, and just be distracted by the concept of "Oh, I must learn Torah, and the physicality is not going to hold me back." And that's why we need that fire to keep us within that balance, because it is our obligation. It's an obligation of our neshama to elevate our goof, and while it cannot fully be elevated in halamaze, and halam will be. And in order to do that, we have to allow the work of a water to occur. We need both thought and emotion. Emotion's not bad, but emotion should never be making the decisions. As long as the mentality, the, the mind is making the decisions through the lens of Torah and through the lens of rabbinic guidance, we can allow emotion to make suggestions as long as we don't let emotion make the decision. And that's when you can find the divine inspiration, the daven more fervently, or to repent, or to study more, or whatever it may be, or just go out in that forest and scream with all your might, Baba. Whatever it may be, we need both mind and heart, logic and emotion, water and fire, and nature. But lowly pine cone is a perfect example on how if you apply both properly, you can grow to be a mighty tree with deep roots and last for ages. Thank you for listening to Kabbalah Pod on Anchor FM. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate us on iTunes and share it with your friends. Have a question or topic idea? We'd love your input and ideas. Send us a tweet, message Yidbrick on Facebook, Well, leave us a voicemail on the Anchor app. Not on social media? That's okay. Send us your ideas at yidbrick.com slash kabbalah. Become a monthly supporter on Anchor FM or by visiting yidbrick.com slash donate. You can also show your support by sharing our podcast with others and purchasing our custom-made Kabbalistic Judaica jewelry or Yiddish otters and beard balm at yidbrick.com slash store. This podcast is a project of Yidbrick, Building Jewish Bridges, Learn more at yidbrick.com slash kabbalah.